Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Pawn the Collector, a.k.a. the Parminator. Parminator? I don't know, I was trying to think of Terminator. It didn't work out very well. It sounds like Parmesan. It does, that's what I thought of. Like, why Parm the shit out of your spaghetti. Why are you talking about Parmesan? Uh, I love Parmesan cheese, bro. Oh, it's fucking amazing. It goes great on everything. Well, it does. Pasta related. <laughs> One of my favorite things on the internet I've ever seen is like... It says one of the shortest stories ever. The waiter says, "Stop when you've had enough cheese." Uh, the restaurant fills up with cheese, and everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so true, though, man. Because like the motherfuckers will catch carpal tunnel out there with me. Oh just yeah, tell me when to stop, nah, bro. Just no, no. I I understand, sir. I have to go get another fucking thing because I've grated all the cheese out yeah. of this one. We'll just bring all the cheese out, and then we'll go from there. One time at Olive Garden, the motherfucker just sat it on the table and was like, go for it. And it happened to me, too. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, they're like halfway, and they're like, oh, fuck it, you do yeah, it. bro, like, I got shit to do. I have other tables. <laughs> right. So I'm give you fucking cheese. <laughs> I hate it when people are like, Olive Garden's not real Italian. It's like, I know, but I love Olive Garden because... If you don't Olive like Garden. Olive Garden, then fuck you. <laughs> right? <laughs> for real. It's like, I don't go to Taco Bell for authentic Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> You mean to tell me that that shit is not real, authentic Mexican food? It's fucking delicious. Fucking go eat a chalupa right now. I'm so hungry, I was bro. just thinking about it. Too. I was like, yeah, I could go for a chalupa. We could definitely go get a fucking chalupa. Like, I can, I'll bust my plants wide open. We will go get a fucking chalupa after this. <laughs> so what movie are we doing today, Greg? The Paper. <laughs> the Paper. Great uh, fucking movie, dude. Director Ron Howard stars Michael Keaton and a lot of other people. You probably can remember them more than me. You know what's crazy is a lot of people don't know this about me, but I do like to read. And uh, I don't read the newspaper anymore. But when we used to get it at my house as a kid, I would read it. Did you really? Not just the comics either. Like certain things like uh, the sports section, obviously. And then like uh, local news. I was I was big into local. Because I like to know what's going on around me. Yeah. I didn't give a shit about the world in general. But I like... You know, what was going on in my neighborhoods and stuff. Right. And, uh, I mean, we lived in Arbondale at the time, so obviously it wasn't, it was mostly just dumb shit, but. Which is mostly meth. What? Meth. Oh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking dog pageants and shit like that, so. Yeah. But, uh, this movie. Arbondale. Arbondale. Meth and dog pageants. <laughs> and Little League football, man, that's all they got. Yep. That's all they got over there. Mm-hmm. I had a great childhood, though, man. I don't think uh, Arbondale was quite methed out at that point. You don't think? Nah, because like, I don't remember it like, being a problem. <laughs> like, well, we couldn't go to parks because all the meth heads laying around. True. Like, so, it's uh, definitely a problem now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying it wasn't a problem then. I wasn't in the know <laughs> when I was a kid, but like, you know, it could have been more hidden. That's what I like to say. You were a kid, you didn't recognize, man. That guy's weird. You didn't realize it was a fucking meth problem. I'm just saying, man. You like crackheads and shit like that. Like you spot with somebody on drugs, like. Or I actually spotted a guy out. the other day, other day on drugs, but I didn't realize what it was until a guy at work told me it's Waka. Huh. Flocka. Or Flocka. Flocka. Waka Flocka flame. Yeah, dude. Flocka is. Um, dude, it was the, killing people. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. So. I was on my way home from work and I was at a stop sign and this dude walks up like he was about to cross the street. And, you know, you kind of like prepare yourself, like see what he's going to do. So you know what to do. Well, he stops 
and then he just leans over to his side and just starts like wobbling around. Uh. And he does this for a solid five minutes. And I'm like, what? I can't tell if he's dancing, fucking around. Mm. But then he stands straight up, turns around, and then walks away. I was like, that is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So I talked to a guy at work, told him about it. He's like, oh, yeah, that's Flocka. Yeah. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, look up Flocka dance videos on YouTube and you'll understand. I was like, oh. Yeah, that shit's terrible. Yeah. Scary the things people get into. They got all kinds of shit, dude. It's just like people like bath salts and all this shit. Like, how do people do that shit? Yeah. And like, I feel bad that so many, like, you see it a lot in rappers now dying young because they're just into these heavy ass drugs. Yeah. Like, what's his name died recently? Oh, Juice World. Yeah. Yeah. Juice World. uh, It's just sad watching these people die so young. Yeah. My whole thing with that is they're trying to say, like, he ate all those pills because the cops were searching his plane. He had 70 pounds of pot. Do you really think those pills were going to make that big of a fucking difference? Is like, that what they're saying? I don't know a whole lot about that's it. Exa- oh, I've been reading up on it, and that's what they're saying, that, like, he had the seizure from overdose, and but people that he was friends with say he already had a prescription drug problem. So the amount that he took in that short window, there's his, 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 his body gave out on him. See, I don't want to be that person because I'm not really into that um, world, the rap world or whatever, but I know, like, drugs are a big thing in the rap world. And fucking all music. And when I heard well, he died... music, but a lot of bigger music. Right. But when I heard he died, I was like, he got an overdose on something, and I hate to, like, put that stereotype out there, but then the news comes out, that's what exactly what happened, and it's like, you gotta take care of yourself. Like, drugs yeah. are... Like, you think they're cool and all, but they'll kill you if you're not careful. Yeah, kids, don't do drugs, man. Yeah. Wait till you're an adult and you can be responsible if you want to do it. For real, though. Yeah. Honestly. I hate, my biggest thing is when people say gateway drug. Oh, gateway drug is the worst. That that, that makes no fucking sense. If somebody's going to do something, they're going to fucking do it. It's yeah, not, right. I did this, so now I'm going to automatically do this. Like, yeah. It's not, well, I drink a glass of whiskey. I don't want to go do a shot of heroin. You know what I'm saying? Like... I didn't have to get strung out on meth to know that, eh, I don't think I want to do meth. Like, because the but part it is. of the world we live in, bro, we've seen people on some of us family that have seen people destroy their lives on this shit. But at the same time, it's kind of like a necessary evil because you wouldn't do meth because you saw what it did to other people. Right. Think about the first meth heads. They didn't know what was going to happen to them. So, yeah, I get it. But I don't know, man. I feel like. Willpower, you know, you got to have that before anything. Like, Just take care of yourself. Exactly. Anything can ruin your life if right. you let it. You know what I mean? Too much of a good thing is a real thing. You know? Yeah. But moderation and everything is good. <laughs> anyway, so you read the paper. The paper. Yeah, I used to read the paper when I was a kid and stuff. But uh, So did that translate into this movie as why you were interested in it? No, uh, honestly, man, like I said, uh, I was a teenager. We were at the house eating food or something, and... Me and my dad, we would always watch TV while we ate. It was just the thing we did. Like, it was easier than talking to each other type thing. And uh, he put this movie on, and I said, what is this movie? I've never seen it before. Because I like Michael Keaton. That's fucking Batman, you know? Yeah. And I saw Glenn Close, and I was like, fuck, that's Randy Quaid. And it's just like all these people. And he's like, oh, this is the paper. You never heard of this? I was like, yeah, he's like, it's a movie about a paper. You know, these two kids get framed for a murder. And uh, Michael Keaton's trying to get to the get the scoop on the story so they can put their paper out before everybody else, you know? And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And 
we watched it and I really enjoyed it. And yeah. uh, when I saw it on DVD, because it's one of those movies that like when it came out, it was a it was VHS time. You know what I mean? And some of those movies are harder to find on DVD. So when I saw it, I bought it. Okay. So um, what did you think of it? Is why we're here. Gregory. I didn't like it. You didn't like it, dude? No, I didn't like it. Wow, man. And so many stories, lines, and characters, good characters in that movie. And that's the problem with the movie is there's too much going on. There's too there's Ron I don't Ron Howard directed it, but whoever wrote this movie needed to flush it out a little better. Mm. So, like you said, the movie's about these two kids that or two guys, two black guys that witness a hate crime against two white white men. They were uh, they're high up like bankers or something like that, and it's spray painted like Whitey on the side of their car, and they witness it and they know that they uh, they would get right. you know charged for this, mm-hmm. so they don't report it because they're number one suspect. And um, but that's the thing is, have you seen Spotlight? Yeah. I, well, like, I, I haven't seen it, but I've I've heard of it. The, the one with Mark Ruffalo. Right. About so Spotlight the, is about the the Catholic Church. And the molestations. And molestations. Yeah. But the reason Spotlight is so good is because it really focused on the story at hand about breaking that story. Well, this isn't about the story of what's happening. This is about exactly. the paper. It's about the characters. The reporters. Yeah, yeah, it's more so about the reporters, and the paper is more like a baseline to base the characters off of and that's where i didn't like it is i wish the the story that they were trying to break tied in more with the characters or tied in a little better it just felt like there was a bunch they of saved ideas those kids lives at the end of it by by getting the story you know i understand that but the whole middle of the half doesn't even talk about the paper it's just talking about the characters yeah. so the story the the movie opens with this thing happening mm. and then you're introduced to the characters and then you have an hour or so this is a movie about two hours about about two hours i think yeah, yeah. and and uh, that middle part is all about character building about all these characters but it doesn't tie into what happened at the beginning of the movie right and then by the end of the movie it doesn't really tie in it just like oh we saw that this thing was um, wrong, and we were, want to run the true story. So you just don't like how it flowed. Like you didn't. It like didn't have flow. flow. It feel like it was fluid. And it had a huge lull in the middle where I like got bored as fuck. I, I liked it. The the little the little things into these characters' lives and stuff. I liked that part of it though because it is characters or it's uh, actors I enjoyed. Like Randy Quaid was gold back then. Mm-hmm. Like, um, one thing I didn't like is I feel like the uh, the Glenn Close did a good job in this one. I I'm not like. saying the the actors didn't do a good job. It's mostly the story that I'm focused on. Right. Everyone pulled their weight when it came to acting. They all gave their best and they did a good job. But the story just wasn't flushed out enough for me. Right. Like we just talked about the gift and how we talked about there was a lot of setup. Like the first half of the movie all is setting up foreshadowing throughout right. the whole movie and then the second half of the movie was all those foreshadows paying off right. this movie doesn't do that it sets a bunch of things up and then doesn't do anything with them and that's that stuff kind of bothers me one that stuck out for me was 
one of the people at the paper, he keeps complaining about this chair. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's my chair. I don't give a fuck about the desk. I just want my chair. And later in the movie, you see him like taking a bag off of a chair and looking at it like that's his chair. He even puts a little sticker on it that says, uh, don't touch. And then like a couple of scenes later, someone switched his chair out and uh, Michael Keaton sits in the guy that took it. He's like, man, that's a nice chair. And then it like pans over to the other guy and there's like a bench or not a bench, but a stool that says don't touch. And he's like, come on, guys. But it doesn't have anything to do with the story. And that's kind of like. Let's wrap it up. That character's arc, though. That's why I said when you said it doesn't, it is a title. Like, it, it does for the most part. Like, all the shit that matters. You know what I mean? Like, the little shit about, like, um, you know, the air conditioner being broke. You know, shit like that. Like, they, like the whole movie. The whole movie. There's just a construction crew in and out of the roof, like trying to fix the shit while they're doing it. Like all the little stuff, guy. And, and? I, mean, I don't know. It just <laughs> it, it, like it gives the movie some 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 realism to me. You know what I mean? Like these are actual people. It's this not is just... a this is a fictional story. Oh, I get that. Let me say, like, there are certain movies that I don't care about, like certain like uh, topics. War. I don't care about war, so war movies usually bore me. Mm. and uh press <laughs> oh okay anything about like newspapers and stuff like that just bore me to death that's why newspapers are dying yeah but that, right the there. reason i like spotlight is because it was based on a true story right this isn't based on a true story it's all fiction so it just bored me yeah, these two further. black guys have never been framed for a crime ever <laughs> 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 no nah, i get what you're saying though so so there's a yeah go on into it like give them a little bit of the story. There's a sto- well I want to touch on this real quick. There's a story trope about well not a trope but a saying in a story if you talk about a gun being on the wall by the end of the movie you need to see that gun being fired. You know which means if you're gonna put something in a story it needs to affect the. It needs to affect the story by the end of it. Everything needs to be tied together. And that's why I love Christopher Nolan so much because The Dark Knight is one of the best storyteller-telling movies because everything that happens in that movie ties in to the movie, to the story. Right. And that's why I love it so much. Like, there's a reason for everything. But this movie is kind of like there's a bunch of stuff going on that doesn't tie into the story. It just kind of is there. But... Okay, so these two black guys witness a murder, that ha- a hate crime that happened. They don't say anything because they know they'll get blamed for it. And they su- then we switch over to Michael Keaton's character where his wife works for the paper, but she's pregnant, so she's out on leave. Mm. He's the editor. Yeah, he's the editor. He's the head chief er- editor. So everyone's, like, reporting to him. Mm. And, uh, God, there's so much going on. <laughs> And he reports to the head of the newspaper, and he has something going on with his prostate. He's in bad health and stuff like that. But also his um, his co-worker. It's like the person in between him and him. This is Glenn Close. Yeah. she I forget what she is, but she's like a big deal. Yeah, she's above mind. him, but under the head guy. So he, him and her are always butting heads throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. because he wants to do things a certain way. Right. And she wants to do things a certain way. Right. Okay, so he finds out a lot of things happen in between. They're trying to figure out this story, like what actually happened. And Well, he's got to interview 
at a competing newspaper. It's like a better newspaper. Right. And then, um, <gasps> there, there is broke or whatever. And then I'm trying to think of what else is going on. He, um, when he goes for the interview, because his wife really wants him to get this job because it'll help them out. And they're about to have the baby and whatnot. Right. Yeah. It'll be better for their home life and mm-hmm. it's better pay. But he notices that there's a piece of evidence or a story based on the story that they're covering. In the guy's office that's interviewing him. Right. This so is he, a rival paper. So he steals it so it can be a leg up for their paper company. That's what it is because the paper he works for is not doing well. Like yeah. It's not selling copies. It's about to go under. Because they care more about... The story. They care about not, real stories right. and not just fluff. Right. That's what it is. Yeah, that's like the overlying theme in this one. Mm-hmm. Or, or is the right, is the truth more important than than the caption, than the headline, pretty much? Exactly. Because that's what Glenn Close's whole thing is, is the headline has to be right. You know, we guessed wrong, we made no money. Mm-hmm. We guessed right, we make all the money. Well, that's what one of the guys says near the end of the movie. He's like, this paper in, what, 14 years has never got a story wrong until today that's because she wants to push a headline she doesn't want to push the story that's right right. so that's like the baseline of the whole movie is doing the right thing and and that's what the whole thing is about he's trying to get because he finds out that that it's the truth that these kids didn't do it and Mm -hmm. that it's an underlying conspiracy because that's what it is it's got something to do with bank fraud or the mob or some shit like that like somebody's it's it's a bigger thing than what it's that that's meant to cover up the other shit. Yeah, the uh, these bankers did a bad, um, a bad bet with the mob. Right. And the mob took them out, but they're trying to pin it on these black guys and try and sweep that's them right. under the rug. Right. So, and like I said, there's other high, high, uh, powerful people involved, so they're all trying to like stop it and like keep them from getting the story out. And that's what the whole movie's about is them trying to clear these two guys' names. But there, and save their like, paper in the process. Right. But there's so much that this story is trying to say that it gets a little convoluted. So it's about family. It Family is more important than anything. Mm-hmm. It's also about your choices in life will affect people, will affect more people than you realize. And it's also about having a good moral compass. And it's like all these things that's trying to smush into this one movie because the head chief of the paper, he doesn't have a good relationship with his daughter, but he's trying to establish a good relationship with her. But that's another thing. It doesn't tie into the story. It doesn't have anything to do with this story that they're trying to run. It doesn't have anything. Oh, it's fucking Robert Duvall. I just thought of that. Mm-hmm. This movie can't be bad. Robert Duvall's in it. <laughs> He does it like I said. The actors do a good job. It's just this story is so like trying to smush too much into one little story, and then you have the underlying story, the headline that they're covering, but it doesn't tie into any of the characters. It also, I thought, I thought also it brought us um, certain elements of like social interaction, like when a crime of color happens. You know, you always have people that say, "Oh, they did it." You know, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what happened. They don't want to hear any details. It's just like they're black. They did it. Yeah. You know, and like social climate at the time, because that also deals with that in the movie. Like 
the people from the newspaper arguing back and forth like these guys definitely did it look where they're at look look at the neighborhood like of course they did it and then right the other people and then a cop you hear the cops saying shit he's like well, i talked to my guy down in the precinct he told me this and i don't know i i dug the i, I like the idea of the movie just because of i had never seen anything like that before mm-hmm. as far as like you know everybody reads a newspaper but nobody knows about the work that goes in to do it that like, makes sense. That's kind of why I liked uh, Hardball mm. or Moneyball with uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Because you know about baseball, but you don't know about like the inner workings of like buying say, players and selling players. Like I love that movie. I was going to say, bro, we could live Hardball. We could go teach some inner city kids right now how to play baseball. <laughs> like We're not Keanu Reeves, but we could still do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some other that things. That is a good movie, though. I love that movie. Yeah. Other things I didn't like is this came out in the 90s and the studio had so you can tell they had so much pull in this movie because there's um product placement everywhere. Well, not we'll, a, we'll get to Coke cuz fuck me. He loves it. Um there's so much like 90s tropes in this. Like if you got a list and you're like down write down like in 90s movies like what was popular at the time, this checks most of those boxes. Yeah. Just like the the comedic, because my wife even said, she's like, this is labeled as a comedy, but I don't find it funny. I'm like, it's 90s funny. Like, mm. just a bunch of tropes from the 90s that are smushed into this movie, and I kind of wish it wasn't. Am I hearing this right? You told your wife my movie was 90s funny? Yeah. You told your wife that? Yeah. We're friends, man. Like, <laughs> there's no need for that. <laughs> He's funny. This is Michael Keaton. Bro. Was it an insult? Yeah, bro. It'll diss Michael Keaton. Anything he's in. I like Birdman. Yeah, of course you like that dumb shit, but you won't. You don't like paper. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Can't believe I'm hearing this shit right now. And yeah, uh, let's talk about the fucking Coke paid for half of this movie because oh my god, Coca Cola is delicious, man. He wakes up and. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, first thing he does is go to the refrigerator and get a Coke. Even his wife says, your blood is going to turn to battery acid. Because <laughs> he drinks all the Coke. And then he goes into the office and somebody storms into his office to tell him a bunch of stuff. And he's like, what have I told you before? Do not talk to me before I've had at least three Cokes in my system. I'm like, what the fuck? And so many shots have Coke, like that vending machine yeah. that's in the office, yeah. lit up so bright. And it's in center frame. Like all the people are off to the side and you just see this big <laughs> Coke machine. And I'm like, holy fuck, that is product placement. Yeah. I think Dunkin' Donuts has a couple shots too. I Because like, he's constantly trying to get a donut. There's no fucking donuts. And oh, he's yeah. Just, like, grabbing like crumbs out of the box. Yeah. It may not have been Dunkin' Donuts. It might have just been anybody. I think it was just a donut place. Or a random but... donut place. But yeah. Coke, like anytime Michael Keaton is in frame, he is drinking a Coke, and I understand. The Did this movie convert you to a Pepsi drinker? Like that, that, that bothered you that they were pushing the Coke hard. In this uh, you got to rewatch it because like Coke is pushed hard in this movie. I might be why I drink Coca Cola to this day. Probably. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Coke, but like the polar bear commercials, man. <laughs> like Coke is way better than Pepsi. I mean, yeah, I agree. Pepsi with you. tastes like flat to me. Pepsi's you open just... up Pepsi, it's like, how did it get flat this fast? Right. To me, personally. No, I completely agree. Like, I'd rather drink a Diet Pepsi than a regular Pepsi. I'll drink Mountain Dew. Like, if I go to a restaurant, I'm like, yo, can I get a Coke? And Mountain like, Dew is the only reason Pepsi is still in business. For real, though, right? Like, and, yeah, definitely. Because Sierra Mist sucks, too. 
Yeah. Like, I'd much rather have a Sprite than a Sierra Mist. Like, <laughs> we're going to get sued by Pepsi. <laughs> what the fuck you chitting on our product for? Hey, Mountain Dew. We gave you a shout out to Mountain Dew. And I mean, I fuck with Code Red. I don't like the Baja Blast shit, though. Some people do. People though. love Baja Blast. Like they go crazy. Yeah, for this nobody shit. likes Baja Blast. They love. They either Baja love Blast. it or it's like, nah, it's not for me. Yeah, but I, I've never enjoyed it. But Code Red was my go-to. Like, uh, remember in Zombieland, he's like, I was playing World of Warcraft, eating some pizza, drinking some Code Red. I'm like, Is he talking about me? Because <laughs> that was me. Code Red fucked my stomach up from drinking it so much. Me though. too. Like the grenadine and that shit is so unreal. Good. Oh yeah. Good shit, but bad shit too. <laughs> Mountain Dew, yeah, I like Mountain Dew though, not Baja though. I can't drink Mountain Dew because it fucks my stomach, or it just hurts my stomach. Yeah, you have to you have to build up a tolerance to it. Like, but I I quit drinking soda altogether. I know, man. I'm really proud of you for it. You work out, you don't smoke cigarettes, you fucking eating good, like just fuck me. Yeah. Just trying to get skinny, bro. Eating good. That's a loose term. Like, I still go out every once in a while and have a burger. Yeah, but it's okay to do that every once in a while, man. As long as you're not doing it daily like I am. True. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go to Popeye's or what after this. (laughs) You're really, like, debating. I'm so hungry, bro. Taco Bell, Popeye's, (laughs) KFC. Then you're talking about Mountain Dew and Coca-Cola to wash it all down with. Yep. You should come. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be glorious <laughs> We can go out and grab a bite to eat if you want There you go man You can just go fat boy with me for a day That's good You already went to the gym You're good yep. Anyways So I, You just didn't You didn't weren't, You weren't feeling the paper as much By the end of it Whenever it started to like wrap up It started to Pay off a little I seen where it was going Whenever they were in the bar scene and the, uh, oh, what is it, the parking commissioner yeah. goes after that guy because he's been complaining the whole time. He's like, yeah. why do you have a gun? He's like, parking commissioner's after me. I told you this. Yeah. And then the parking that. commissioner actually goes after him. I thought it was pretty funny. But um, the parking commissioner, like because he wrote the story on them, it ruined his life. And now the parking commissioner... Wants to pay back the favor, but he only wants to scare him, so he takes his gun, but then he shoots it beside him, but in turn shoots the lady in the leg, which ruins her life, which tells me is like the decisions you make in life affect other people. Oh, yeah. So I get that. I get that message, and it ties into like the gift, like I was saying. But it also has the whole family thing where Michael Keaton's character cares more about his job than he does taking care of his pregnant wife. Mm. But in turn, like at the end of the movie, his um, the story that he's been trying so hard to get published gets published, but he throws it to the side because his can wife's I, doing okay because she had a scare. Can I just say that I loved um, a girl in this one? Um, I don't know why I can't think of her name. Tana Katane. I love her, bro. The Academy Award winning. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? She uh, She's great in My Cousin Vinny, but she's uh, she's good in this one, too. And I love that she was super supportive because she's like, because when old boy, uh, when, when, um, when fucking Randy shoots the fucking gun off in the office, mm-hmm. and he's like, he needs to talk to his husband. Yeah. She needs to talk to her husband. Right. Um. She's just like, God, I miss this place. Like, all the arguing and stuff. Like, I don't know. I just I thought she was a good part of the movie, too. Okay, 
I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about it. So there's a thing that bothers me when people do that. He shot the gun in the office. Mm. It, had, it had a live round. He's not shooting blanks. Where did he shoot that? He shot he it shoot in the it newspapers. He shot it down. He shot it into the newspapers. What newspapers? The stacks of newspapers he puts up. That's what he does right before he shoots into it. So he, he stacks like, up newspapers? He takes like three stacks of the newspapers and puts them up and then shoots it down into it. Well, the shot happens off screen, so I guess I missed that part. Oh, yeah, he does that, though. Okay. I was like, he didn't shoot out the and window. It's a, it's a 38. Like, it's a small caliber. Like, it's not going through. It's not like a hollow point going through the floor and hitting other people. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm nah, like, if he nah, shoots nah. it, he's going to hit somebody, possibly. No, nah, that would have been terrible. But that's why they show you him stacking them up. Okay, I must have, like, looked away at that point, but I didn't see that. Okay, so, anyway. Yeah, that's like a little pea shooter, man. But a lot of movies do that. Like, somebody shoots a gun in, like, in a crowded air. area, yeah. and I'm like, somebody's getting shot. Like, <laughs> you can't just do that. Who cares about public safety, Greg? We're trying to enjoy a movie here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that, that's uh, no, one she, of my favorite parts. She did do a good job. Like I said, I have no Tony problem Contain. with any of the actors, everyone. That's not Tony Contain. Tony Contain's a chick from the fucking car, a white snake. What the fuck is her name right now? I don't know. It's bothering me. <laughs> she has an Academy Award. I feel like I should know this. You should, but me, I uh, I forget Mickey. names pretty easily, so. She's in Spider-Man, the new ones. She, she plays Aunt May. Oh, right. Fuck. I don't think I've ever known her name. It though. starts with a T. I'm almost positive it starts with Tana a T. Contain. It's not Tony Contain. Tony Contain is the chick from White Snake on the, on the hood of the car. <laughs> My cousin Vinny. My cousin. As soon as I, as soon as I look it up, it's going to piss me off. Yeah. That happens to me a lot when I can't remember people's name. And then I see it, and I'm like, you knew that? Why can't you remember yeah, that? I just don't understand it. It was picking up everything I said. Let <laughs> Bob up real quick. Real quick. This I don't want to watch the movie. Give me the fucking kiss. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Now I feel better. Marissa Tomei did a fucking good job in that she movie. Did. And now that I know her name. Anyways. But she was pregnant throughout this whole movie, which is funny because we watched The Gift, too, and she was pregnant throughout that whole movie. Yeah, we uh, Matt synced up in that shit. We didn't even know it. Yep. Your movie, like I said, dude, uh, I didn't enjoy it as much. Like I said, at the first 45, like that's what I thought would make you like this movie was all the, all the different characters and the setup and all that shit. That's why I thought you would have liked this one because um, I feel like it's – it's one of those good movies. It's like, uh, it's not a mystery. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not an action. It's not a comedy. It's just one of those movies where like, they're just getting shit done. No. It's entertaining to me. I see what you're saying. Like it's, there's a lot of character building and I like character building movies, yeah. but they didn't do anything with the character building. Yeah. This is one of those movies that you would have swore there was a sequel to this or, or something. Like I thought, you know, like the way they built it, like I would assume that they were going to make like another one. But what though? Like a different story. Yeah, but now what Michael this? now Michael Keaton's taking over for Robert Duvall. Mm -hmm. Him and Glenn Close are always arguing still because of it, and uh, that she's had the baby. I you hope know? you don't work in Hollywood because you'd put a sequel to everything. <laughs> like, there's a lot of movies that are like they're Man. doing it already, bro. At least my sequels will be good. <laughs> like everybody does a fucking sequel or a reboot. They do. I'm so sick of reboots. What are they rebooting that I'm just fucking like really? Anything and everything, bro. There was one that... There's just like four or five they can't ever touch. 
As long as they don't do that, I'll be okay. Which ones? They can't ever, ever, ever remake Back to the Future. Fair. You can't ever, ever, ever remake Goodfellas. You can't ever, ever, ever remake The Godfather. And you can't ever remake... I'll tell you one that I kind of do want to remake with. And I'll probably get like castrized for this, but the never ending story. Yeah, see like some people some people like the, that was their that's their shit, that's their childhood. Like mm-hmm. me, I came in and like never ending story part 2. Oh, three, I see. You know. So it doesn't hold as much value for me, but that is a movie that with some real CGI would be a, a hit nowadays. Exactly. Like, I understand the nostalgia people have to that movie. But Scarface, it didn't. that's what I was thinking of. Scarface. Thank you. you know, it's funny, as I was thinking that, I'm like, he's going to say Scarface. But... Yeah, but they're remaking Scarface. Are they? So, yeah, it's pissing me off. Fuck y'all. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, the never-ending story, like, people have that nostalgia attachment to it. But you have to admit, it's dated. The CGI wasn't the greatest. No, it's like puppets and shit, ain't it? Yeah, for the most part. There is some, like, CGI moments to it. But I think the story is loose enough where you could remake it. And now that we have the better technology, Mm. it would be so good. It would be really, really good. There's a lot of movies that I think of like that, like live action versions of cartoons or Mm -hmm. vice versa. Like, I think they'd be great movies. Or if they would have had the technology. Like, think about the Page Master. Like, that was a movie that was half real movie, half animated. Right. And animation was, you know, what it, you know, they they were still doing things, but I just think about that movie now. Like, if you did that as a live action movie now, that would be ridiculous. That would be an insane movie. It's just the world, the fantasy world, the horror world, adventure, whatever. Yeah. See real pirate ships like a Pirates of the Caribbean type shit just shooting, you know, like that would be crazy to see in real life. That would be cool. There are certain, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to reboot a movie, especially like, you know, what I would like to see more of is shit movies they reboot into good ones. Like Waterworld. I like Waterworld. You may like Waterworld. I fucking love Waterworld. A lot of people hate fucking world world but i have to feel like if you change a couple things about that movie yeah you make the story actually make sense exactly it, it could be a what it could be a lot better yeah. you know what i mean like crawl i even said bro there are elements of crawl that if they took and and did today like it would be a badass fucking movie like yeah you're right you know what i mean like because that's what, sh- that's what i was telling you about crawl like i love the story so much that i can overlook the shortcomings that it has right. but yeah if they redid it again and had the technology and the money and like actually tried to make a villain like not just a fucking <laughs> puppet you know what i mean like they actually yeah. like made a villain with some story some substance and just cut out some of the like pick one or the other are we a fucking space movie or are we like a medieval times movie because i think it would have done a lot better like that like, if it was more like a, you know what I mean? Well, that's what Dungeons I find, and Dragons type shit. Well, that's what I find interesting, because uh, have you ever seen the show Firefly? No. It's like Cowboys in Space. Right. Like, in a very simplified version, but that's what I like about it. It's like, you take the cowboy element, and you put them in space. Have you ever seen the movie Cowboys and Aliens? I haven't, actually. It's fucking terrible. It sounds just as bad as it sounds. Cowboys <laughs> versus Aliens. 
And you know what? It's probably the shittiest movie with the greatest actors ever done. Yeah. And that's saying something because there's been a lot of them. A gangster Squad. Think about it. Harrison Ford and uh, fucking Daniel Craig. Those are two bad motherfuckers. That's Han Solo, Indiana Jones, and fucking James Bond. Can't make a good fucking movie. Like, I, just, I wasn't interested, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, I got it on DVD if you ever want to borrow it. No, I'm good. It was a gift. That's why I didn't sell it. <laughs> it fucking garbage. My sister's like, I love this movie. I was like, why? Why? Shout out to Sibling Honesty. 2020, I'm going to get back to work on that, Are you guys still too. doing that? I mean, I guess. We haven't, like... We've stopped doing it, but it's not like we're just like, we're not doing it anymore. Oh, I see. Well, you and I enjoy them. Like, I think they're fun. But you know what you need to get back to doing is your fucking haul videos. I know, bro. And the thing is, folks, is I have so much cool shit to show y'all. Mm-hmm. I just have to get off my ass and film it. Yeah. Like, it's getting to the point now where I'm starting to have trouble keeping up with all the shit I have to show. Like, Anyways, I promise, folks, there will be a new episode out before Christmas. You can quote me on that right now. I will quote you on that because it's been a little over a month since you did your last one. So It is. It has been a little over a month. And I'm stuck at 99 fucking subscribers. The people want me to come back. Let me get that 100 subscriber. Yeah. Like, is that one more? That just, like, made me put me in the triple digits. Yeah. Go to par, P-A-R, the T-H-A, collect. That's fucking uh, people up, too, I'm sure. Uh, definitely. On, on YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe. Like. And then Help I can give out. away a bunch of shit. Like, who yeah, doesn't like free shit? He's doing giveaways. Yeah. You should definitely check that out. But yeah, dude. All right. Enough of the sidestepping. What are you grading the movie, though? A Bathory. A bad three? <laughs> a Bathory. It's a band. Oh, <laughs> it's part yeah, of my rating. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I one get, was that again? It's probably like a six. Okay. Like, it's not a terrible movie. It's just not for me. That's how I always do it. Like, if it's a movie that I'm, I don't hate the fact that I watched it, but I don't plan on watching it again, it's yeah. a five. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's things about it I didn't mind, but well, there's know. a there's a few things I didn't like, so that's why it falls to a six. That's fine. Bathory. That's fine. I can live with that. Yeah, I took a swing on that one, bro. Like, it's like I took a swing on Celtic Pride, because that's the thing about it, dude. Like, me and you, when it comes to big time movies, like we have the same taste as far as like. What what we like, but like I said in our very first episode, we like gang, like Martin Scorsese and gangster movies so. and comedies, bro. <laughs> we have certain comedies we still we True. both like and shit. And like when I was just looking at your fucking movie collection, dude, I have a bunch of that. Yeah. I have a bunch of that shit is on my shelf, and then about ten thousand more. But like, yeah, that's why we do this, bro. Because I want to put you onto a movie that you didn't know you liked it. Yep, and you're just like, holy fuck, bro, you got me. You've done it. We've you've successfully done that for me. You're on a hot streak right now. Like I said, three straight movies that you've showed me that I'm just like, fuck, that's not bad at all. I'm curious how you're gonna feel about Old Boy. Like even though it is a Korean movie, like I don't know. Well, you know, subtitles don't bother me, bro. Because I've I watched Narcos. I've I've read. You know what I mean? Like I've watched. I've read Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. Drunken Master, shit like that. Uh, Bruce Lee movies. I, I don't mind reading I, subtitles. I, I think you'll fuck with it. But after that, we're going back. I'm going back to my. My collection of shit that you're going to hate. Well, sorry to bother you. Yeah, you're not going to like it. You don't think so? Mm. I was actually looking forward to that one, too. Yeah? Because I saw the preview for it, and I like that guy. He's in Atlanta. 
forget his name, but he's awesome in Atlanta. No, it's a it's a gr- I think sorry to bother you. It's a great fucking movie. I think it has a lot of great messages, mm-hmm. but you're not gonna like it. Damn. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll we'll see what I we'll get. We'll see. If you like it, I'll be surprised. So I'll do it, old boy. What are you doing for mine? I don't I, know. I you didn't picked. pick one for me. <clears throat> I could do the end of watch. Yeah, do end of watch, man. I've been David wanting Ayer. to watch that. Final. We just did uh, we just did Harsh Times not too long ago. Yeah, do another David Ayer movie, bro. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do a Suicide Squad debate one of these days. Yeah. Yeah, we just need to get Mick in here or somebody, somebody that likes yelling about that shit like we do. Because you know what it is? Is me and you like Jared Leto Joker. We need to find somebody that doesn't fucking like Jared Leto Joker. Yeah, definitely. Because that's a big point in the movie why people either love it or hate it. And I fucking love it because of that. I like it too. And I hate that people are just so fixated on this like one type of Joker. Like, let's mix it up. Let's change exactly. Up. You know, if anything, give the guy a fucking break. Like, at least he tried something different. Exactly. You know what I mean? He could have done it the same fucking way. Yeah. That's what people kill me with the most. Like, would you have been happier if he went out and gave you a fucking spot on impression of Heath Ledger? Like, no, you'd have been even more. You'd be more pissed. I can't believe he's disrespecting Heath Ledger like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or if he went out and did a Nicholson impression, or or fucking even season Romero from the fucking anime or from the Bad West show. You know what I mean? You want him to do Mark Hamill? Like, let the man do his own thing. That's what I love about the Joker character is everyone has their own like take on it because because that's how it is in the comics. Recently, we watched the uh, Joker with Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix. I fucking loved it so much, and I love. I his watched take us on it. review that movie on the way over here to get me in mode to record. Right, and I still love that episode. If y'all haven't seen that episode, go check it out. It's on YouTube. It's on our YouTube channel right now. Yeah, it's on everything along with the. Oh yeah, and the stream. Else. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, like that movie was just fucking phenomenal. You know that shit don't come out on fucking DVD till February. What the fuck, dude? So long ago. I can't buy that for, for Christmas. So long from now. Well, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just came out, and I was going to buy it, but I don't want to pay $25 for a movie. No, nah, no, nah, nah, wait up, bro. We'll get it, we'll get it cheaper later. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. The like, days hate- of me paying, I mean, maybe for like a blockbuster action, I may pay the money to get it on Blu-ray like that. But... I hate being such a cheap ass, but at the same time, like I don't have all the money in the world to buy every movie that comes out, so I have to be like... You have to be selective. A little stingy. What the shit you really So want. instead, I bought uh, Apocalypse Now on Steelbook Special Edition. That's a that's another movie where it's very dis- divisive. You, you want know, people you either want. love it or hate it. Oh, uh, Pop- Apocalypse Now. You want to know a secret? What I haven't actually watched it. Never seen Apocalypse Now. No, it's it has been on my to do watch list for like twenty years. It's a fucked up movie. I've heard, and it's on my scratch-off list that my wife bought for me, so... Once again, Robert Duvall kills it. So, I'm looking forward to watching it. That's why I bought it, so I could watch it. What's his name, too? Uh, Charlie Sheen's daddy. Martin Sheen, he does a good job in it, too. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it, because I've been meaning to watch it for so long. I just haven't. Yeah, that's definitely... It's. I mean, it's a long one. I think it's like two and a half. Mm-hmm. Close to three hours. It's a good watch, though. So I was getting ready for bed. I was, like, getting tired or whatever. We watched, um, rewatched The Gift. My wife's like, oh, we can watch The Irishman. I'm like, no, you can't. it's three and a half hours long. I loved it, though, bro. I need to watch it. You do need to watch it so we can talk about it. We need yeah. to do an Irishman episode. We do. 
I loved it. I've it's watched just, it twice already. I don't want to do it in segments. I want to watch the whole thing in one ch- one that, go. That's the way I watched it the first time. The second time I watched it in pieces. Like if I had an hour, watched it. Because that's how that's. I mean, people bitch about it being that long, but I could think like you. It's it's almost designed to not watch it all at once. That's like, what I. Uh, that's what my wife showed me is like there's things online to show how to watch it in pieces. Mm-hmm. It's like timestamps. Mm-hmm. So. And that, and they do a really and you know Scorsese so you know he's fucking about his business but like they do a really good job of going at it through like you feel like you're going through history right there with them you know what I mean like I need to watch it before I die because it's amazing you got to watch it it's on my bucket list I loved it I mean it's Martin Scorsese like yeah I don't think he's done a bad I mean it's movie not like just because it's him I like to like I haven't seen Silence I had you put that on the list for me just because I haven't seen it. It, it didn't look like a normal type of Scorsese movie for nah, me. It's his 10-year project. And then, because uh, you know me, bro. Like, it's not guaranteed just because it's Scorsese. Like, I don't like Shutter Island. Like, you, my wife, other people try to tell me, like, oh, it's a great movie. I didn't like it the first time I watched it. But after rewatching it, I appreciate it a lot more. That's the thing about it, dude. I didn't enjoy it so much the first time, so I didn't even want to give it a second one. I own the movie, and I've never watched it. Yeah. I, I've told you before, you need to give it another shot and don't think about the twist so much because the twist Runs at the it. end doesn't matter. It's everything else that is just master class <laughs> storytelling. Yeah, I might have to. It's DiCaprio. I, I'll give him one more watch for mm-hmm. DiCaprio, man. It's my dog. Great actor. Well, next time we're going to talk about Old Boy. Old Boy. The original. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> we'll see you then. Later.